welcome to Palette of Mind podcast, a podcast where I'm trying to deliver my random thoughts basically about everything and figure things out I'm curious about. So, hello guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> what's up? What's good? It's been a while, huh? It's been, I think, it's more than three months, right? I forgot. I forgot the last time I made a podcast, so... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> How have you been? Good? I hope so. Yeah. Um, It's just so-so though for me. But yeah, I'm alive and it's one thing I should be grateful for. So that's the thing. Alright, alright. Um, So for today's episode, we're going to talk about QLC or Quarter Life Crisis. Sounds familiar, huh? <laughs> Have you ever experienced it, guys? Or are you currently dealing with it? Okay, let's jump to the topic. Well, disclaimer first. Since I'm neither a pro nor an expert, I made this episode based on some articles or journals I found on the internet. For the first reference that I use is a journal published by NCBI, the National Center for Biotechnology Informations, a part of the U.S. National Library of Medicines, a branch of the National Institutes of Health. It's entitled, Examining the Phenomenon of Quarter-Life Crisis Through Artificial Intelligence and the Language of Twitter. It's really interesting, right? It's really close to us. Like, Twitter, internet, who doesn't know that? Next, I'm going to read the abstract first. Okay, let's go. Quarter-life crisis, or QLC, is a popular term for developmental crisis episodes that occur during early adulthood, or around 18 years old up to 30 years old. Our aim was to explore what linguistic themes are associated with this phenomenon as discussed on social media. We analyzed 1.5 million tweets written by over 1,400 users from the UK and US that revert to QLC, comparing their posts to those used by a control set of users who were matched by age, gender, and period of activity. Logistic regressions was used to uncover significant associations between words, topics, and sentiments of users and QLC controlling for demographics. Users who revert to QLC were found to post more about feeling mixed emotion, feeling stuck, wanting change, career, illness, school, and family. Their language tend to be focused on the future. Of 20 terms selected according to early adult crisis theory, 16 were mentioned by the QLC group more than the control group. The insight from this study would be used by clinicians and coaches to better understand the developmental challenges faced by young adults and how these are portrayed naturalistically in the language of social media. So that's all for the abstract, guys. Now let me tell you the observation unit. There are 1,390 users of Twitter with average age 23.95, or we can say 24 years old. 
consists of 1,195 females and 195 males. While the analysis using the linguistic and theory-based or quali qualitative studies about adult crisis and also using logistic regression. And about the result, the result shows that most common words in Twitter by QLC group are work, time, night, weekend, and my. It indicates that it mainly revolves around problems with finding or adapting to work. And based on my personal experience, I think it's likely to be true. I mean, like, I definitely agree with the finding because I think work plays a big role in this kind of crisis. Yeah, uh, that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> Next, we're going to move to the next article from Forbes.com. According to The Guardian, the quarter-life crisis affects 86% of millennials who report being bogged down by insecurities, disappointments, loneliness, and depression. Well, due to my personal experience, I experienced all of the mentioned words above. I experienced insecurities like I was and still am insecure about my skills, about my physical appearance, and what is that? About my relationships, and I was so disappointed because of so many things like. I had trust issues, I had like conflicts at work, with families, with friends, and that because like, why, why did they do that to me? Like, bro, what did I do wrong? And it leads me into a loneliness because I feel like sometimes there is no use by telling people what I feel, what I felt. It's just like, it's useless. So I kind of like locking myself. I took several steps back. I I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to meet people. I don't want to socialize. And I just want to hide myself with my very own self and the internet. So I I kind of cut and burn so many bridges <laughs> during that period, during the past year. So, yeah. And about depression, I don't know. Because depression requires a diagnosis from an expert. And I didn't meet any experts such as psychologists. So... I wouldn't say that I was depressed or I had a depression, but there were times when I could cry even when I did nothing. When I was at the office or even when I was eating and then tears fell down my face. I, I, 
I don't lie. I'm not lying. That's true. I don't know if that's a symptoms of depression, but I experienced that, but I would not say that I had a depression. I don't know because I haven't met any um, expert, as I mentioned before. The next question is, how did I deal with those feelings? To be honest, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't figured the way to deal with it. I'm still trying to figure it out because, you know, I'm still locking myself. Kind of like, I don't text people as often as I did. I don't talk to my friends as often as I did. I don't go out. I don't hang out. If I do, then I just hang out by myself. And I don't know. I think because I also had trust issues. And I had lots of disappointments. So I came to the point like, what's the use of telling people what I, what I felt, what I feel? And I think that's a bad idea, though. When I read about, like, self-care articles, it all says, like, just ask for help. Just tell people. But sometimes, you know, people have different priorities. And I've come to a realization where I'm not a top priority for everyone and the world doesn't only revolves around me and that makes me realize that no everybody has their own problem and maybe I'm not their top priority to help so I don't know but I'll try to to figure way to deal with this, okay? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Well, according to forbest.com again, how to rewrote yourself from the crisis? There are five steps, okay? Let me read for you. First, step up and create the things you want to see in the world. Well, during my hard times, I came back to K-pop. <laughs> I think that's one of the best way to to stay sane. Like, you know, you need something simple to survive, to hang on. And one of my reasons to survive was and is to meet my K-pop guys in person. And I will not give up until... Our path crossed. And I think it kind of helps for me. Yeah. <laughs> and second, stop trying to please others. For this kind of statement, I think <laughs> I think I'm not a people pleaser. And during this period, I said more more no 
I say no to some offers to hang out, to chat, and so on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, if I turn you over down. <laughs> But yeah, I prioritize myself more these days. Third, listen to your inner voice. I think it relates to the second way. Stop trying to please others and listen to your inner voice. Like, if you don't like it, just say you don't like it. If you want to stay home, just say you want to stay home. You don't want to hang out. And I did that already. <laughs> and fourth, uncover your identity by trying new things. Okay, I think this one also helps a lot. Because... Because I don't want to hang out. I don't want to go out. I don't want to meet people. And I have some insecurities about my skills. Like why? Why am I so bad in writing, in English, in Korean? And what am I actually good at? So I kept trying so many things. Like I tried to paint. I tried to make this podcast i tried to um you know make tiktok almost everything i tried but i <laughs> i still haven't figured it out what i'm really good at but i think um trying new things helps you to forget that you are you are insecure and you just enjoy to learn how this gonna work how that gonna work how do i do this like that so i think it kind of it kind of helps you to put your insecurities down for a while yeah that's that's a good thing and the last one is to tap into your resistance And that's all. So that's all, guys. Um, if you are currently experiencing it, if you are currently dealing with it, it's okay. It's okay, guys. You are not weird and your feelings are valid. Trust me. It's okay to take a step back, to, to ask yourself, to try to figure out what do you really want, what do you really need. And above all, it's completely okay. And I suggest you to prioritize yourself, prioritize your happiness above everything and everyone else. And if you guys need a little bit more time to figure out what you really want, that's okay. It's completely okay because everybody has their own time. So don't rush. Take your time. All right. <laughs> I think it's enough. I think I've been talking rubbish. I've been mumbling a lot during this episode because it feels kind of awkward that I haven't done such a podcast for quite a while. So I hope you guys, I hope you guys being advised. And if you guys need somebody to talk to, you can just reach me. 
I'm trying to respond if um, if you really need help or you need somebody to listen to you and yeah I will not promise anything but I will try yeah I will not promise anything to anyone because I've been disappointed because of that so yeah I think that's what I'm here I'll try to be your friends if you need any help and I can I'll try to help you but um, if it's not then I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry so that's all for today thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope you guys enjoy this random podcast I'm sorry if I did lots of mistakes if my pronunciation kind of weird i'm sorry my topic and my what is that my sequence kind of absurd but i hope you got the point and don't forget to subscribe to like and to share this podcast to your friends to your relatives to your to your family or anyone you know and i'll see you guys on the next podcast Bye-bye.